This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso. Hey guys, this episode of Life is Dope is brought to you by Megafauna. Uh, Megafauna is a creative supply located at 31st and Blake in the Rhino Art District in Denver, Colorado. For a full list of design, print, and creative services, they're available at artperil.com. That is artperil.com. The set curator for Life is Dope is Duncan Dash Designs. For all of your interior design and art curator needs, visit duncandash.com. Catering and beverage is sponsored by Barrels Beer Company, located in the Rhino Art District. Barrels is a true small batch brewer located at 3120 Blake Street. Check him out at BarrelsBeerCo.com. Drink up. Also, shout out to The Sessions. They're an affiliate media partner that produces a live music event bi-monthly as a platform for independent musicians and artists. Check him out at The Sessions Uncut on Facebook. Hell yeah! Yo, yo, it's the Life is Dope Podcast. I'm your man, Graffiti. What's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's the man of the hour. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Dramatic pause. What's up, Dave? How you feeling, bro? Man, Timbaland and Swiss Beats. Man, yeah. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. By the time this episode drops, the battle will probably be over, but I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying Timbo is snatching Swiss's title. Yeah, so we'll just act like Timbaland already won. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that shit was fire when he dropped that one beat. That was crazy, and right? He came out the sky and he was like suspended in the air and he was making a beat like <laughs> hoisted up. Yo, that shit comes true. You are fucking Neo from the Matrix. Negro Domus. Negro Domus. <laughs> Word, man. Hey, I'm way more hyped about that beat battle than this fight. Mm. Yeah. Maybach. I think that shit is like overly dramatic. And I get it. Like, you know, because I'm a boxing fan, I get the hype. But like, and I. And, Shit, I'm a wrestling fan. And even this is like, god damn, like, this is a little too much. I mean, I don't know if Connor's gonna win the fight, but this nigga is winning the roasting award. Yeah, right he's now. killing him with the roasting. But the pandering is getting me, man. Like it's we like, we get that y'all are both kind of racist. Like, <laughs> but y'all y'all are playing that shit all the way up. I mean the jokes are hilarious though. It's like, why are you wearing a, a fucking school bag? <laughs> right, a you school can't even bag. read. <laughs> like, I would have had to hit him right then. And then. You like, know, he had to do his research. Like, what's wrong with Mayweather? Calls up 50 and shit. He can't read. You can't even read. Just, just go on World Star. You can see all the jokes. <laughs> right. Anyways, let me take a sip of my Barrels beer. It's delicious. How's it taste? It's delicious. It'll get you drunk. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we got another special guest in the building today. The real man of the hour. The real <laughs> man of the hour. Nah. Former NFL player. Yeah. Now he's singing and making them musical notes. <laughs> but I'm going to let him talk to y'all. It's our man, Napalm. Y'all make some noise from Napalm. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? How you feeling, brother? Man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, bro. Word. Appreciate y'all having me. No doubt. So, Word. for the people who don't know, who are you? What do you do? Uh, my name is Nathan Palmer, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Artist, writer. Um, I used to be a professional football player mm-hmm. out here for about three years. I played with all, a lot of teams and... It kind of led me to try to figure a different path out, man. So, um, and here I am today, chilling with y'all. So, 
Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I reckon you came in here looking like a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind man, of, what kind of music do you sing? Uh, man, we call it rock and B. Rock and B. Rock and B. That's a new project. Uh, last project I put out, uh, Winter Vibes. It was, you know, traditional R and B. I kind of went pop route, uh, but you know, we had a few talks in the in the lab a couple times, and I was like, you know, I kind of want to try something different. So it's definitely like rock and B for me. Rock and B. I like yeah. that. That's kind of dope. Yeah. yeah. So it's not trap soul, but rock and B. No, it's not trap soul. It's, it's rock and B. Okay. You know, I grew up with that kind of. So like, I was about to say, like, what kind of rock influence? Uh man, like I had a lot of Kings Leon. I had some Metallica like samples in there. I had uh, man Rolling Stone sample in there. Um, so I'm probably giving all that away, but I don't care. They can sue me, right? Yeah, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, might have those. I might have those samples in there, but um, a lot of that influence. Uh, and you know, Miguel is kind of he kind of ventures and studies that that sound too. Um, so um, I studied a lot of Miguel, a lot of Prince. Uh, before I made this album, so um, and it was definitely a good experience for me, man, and a different, definitely a different sound for me. But I like it; I feel more comfortable with it. So rock and B, rock and B, and it's kind of like easy to transition into R and B because, like, especially if you're already playing football, you're already in great shape. Like, you don't really have to get into R and B shape like that. Man, it's harder. Than, it's harder than it looks, bro. It's harder than it looks, like, bro. You don't have to get into like physically R and B shape. Like, like the music. You just look like you do R and B. <laughs> nah, bro. It took it took a, a it, it takes a lot, bro. Um, even more so, like in, in the music world, you know, you being producer, everything. Y'all don't sleep, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in the athlete world, we got the right amount of sleep, the right meals all day, every day. Like you be in the studio at two in the morning, right. it's hard to get a a salad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to eat some fried chicken and stuff. So it's definitely harder than than it looks. Definitely a lot more trips to Manitou Springs, walking the incline, and doing things like that. But it's Word. definitely a little. Easier. So, I know people are curious because I'm curious. Let's get a yeah. little more into the actual transition. Ah, man. Let's rewind One it. part about it. Let's rewind it back to the, the NFL day. Yeah. For one, how'd you get started? With, I mean, you just an athlete growing up. How yeah, did, man. I came from a very athletic background. Okay. Like most people don't know my mom's like a Hall of Fame basketball player and track athlete in oh, Mississippi. Right. So yeah. uh, my dad was uh, played with Walter Payton at Jackson State for a minute, all kinds of stuff, bro. So um, my brother was an Olympic sprinter. Um, so I, I actually had the least talent probably <laughs> out of out of the family, but I just worked pretty hard. So um, and I got lucky. Word. You know, uh, my number was thirteen. They used to call me Lucky Thirteen, and everything. So I, I pretty much got lucky, bro. Word. Just to be quite honest. I mean, what what was that though? Because you know, there's a lot of kids out there like, oh man, I want to make it to the NFL one day. I'm good. Man, it takes saying no to your friends mm. when you're younger. You know, it was times, man. You know, people used to deem me being fast. I had to work at being fast. Right. You know, um, in high school, everybody went on spring break with their families and stuff. I was training with my track coach, mm. you know, running and stuff, doing things like that, getting better for football. So um, it takes saying no to your friends. Um, it takes a lot of studying. Um, it takes a lot of schoolwork. People don't understand, like, school translates over when you get in the league. Like, all we did was study. Mm. It was mostly classroom work, you know, they called it. So, um, to the kids out there, it's a lot of hard work, dedication, of course, with anything that you do in life. But you really got to say no to friends. Right. And that's where a lot of young kids get messed up. Right. They always want to be with their friends. So, what was the first team that picked you up? San Francisco. Okay. 49ers. Hey. Um, definitely. Uh, I went there. I actually went undrafted. And the only reason why I chose there is because they were the only team that called me during the draft and said, hey, look, we're not going to draft you. Mm. But like it was like third round they called me. We already took a receiver. 
Um, but, you know, anybody that gives you an offer will match it, probably double it. Um, and they kept their work. Work. You know what I'm saying? Everybody else would call me during the draft. Hey, we're about to take you right here. Another name go across the screen. So, yeah. you know, after sitting through three days of that, you just pretty much want to go with the people you trust. And I went with them. So, work. so yeah. how do you avoid friends and family once you get drafted? Because, you know, they just see you kind of like as a, as a dollar sign and a come up. <laughs> how, do you, how do you steer clear of all that? Or, or Man. Able to? Uh, it, it was hard at first. I, I definitely had some shortcomings with it. Um, it's hard to say no to people you, you love. You right. know what I'm saying? And uh, a lot of times when people don't see you, why you're saying no, they don't understand. You know, you, they ask you for, you know, my light bill do or something like that. And you be like, nah, but then they see you on Facebook turning up in the club. They're like, <laughs> why you can pay my light bill? And you sitting there like, yo, I worked hard for this money. This is my money, so I should be able to enjoy it. But at the same time, you want to help your family and friends and stuff like that. But uh, I set up a system, actually. You know, I have my pops. My They call my pops Joe Jackson. So <laughs> his name is Joe Palmer, but they call him Joe Jackson. So if you, you know, had the balls enough to ask him for anything and, and take his answer, then if it got to me, then I knew it was something that needed to be handled. If it didn't, then, it, you know, That's it right. is what it is. So I sent everybody through pops. Cool, Shout cool. out to pops. So. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, so most recently we know you from uh, Denver Broncos. But what would you say was your favorite team to play with? Man, um... Favorite team to play with? Probably Denver, bro. Okay. It was so much personality on that team on both sides of the ball. Um, everybody was real genuine. We all was pretty much fairly young, uh, but still had a lot of veteran presence in the locker room. So um, everything was laid back here. Uh, this organization was probably second to none. Yeah. Um, I think probably the 49ers was pretty cool, but Chicago Bears was cool. But here was probably the best place I ever played. Like after After leaving here, it was hard to find. You know, the same thing I had here, you know. So, um, definitely enjoy playing with, with, with some of the guys. And then being around people like my locker was right next to West. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, being next to people like that, you grew up watching and things like that. Peyton Manning, I'm, a, I'm from Indiana originally. I was born in Indiana. Okay. Um, so, you know, growing up watching him and walking into a locker room and the first thing he walks up and say, hey, Nate, Nate Palmer, how you doing, man? Yeah. Welcome to the Broncos. He's like, bro, you know my name? Like, right. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah. you know, he was cool, so. Uh, this is probably the best place. Work, work, work. So how did that story end? How did that story end? Yeah, what got you out of the NFL? Man, bro. Um, to be honest with you, the start of it, I'll give you the start. Okay. I got, I'll give you the start of it. Um, when we went to the Super Bowl and got our butt whooped mm. by the by the Seahawks, <sighs> instead of me being in, inside at halftime, bro, I stood by the stage and watched Bruno whole halftime show. Mm. And that's when I was like, you know. It might be. I don't blame you though, bro. Bruno cold, bro. He cold, bro. Bruno cold. He brought out, he brought out the red hot chili peppers and everything, bro. It was cold, bro. It was amazing. I stood there with this like usher lady, this old usher lady, and we stood there. I had on my little jersey, and she stood there, and we both had GoPros and was recording the whole thing. It was amazing, bro. Never forget it. But that's like after I left, I talked to my parents, I talked to everybody, and it was like, what was the you know the craziest experience? And I was like, man. Watching Bruno, <laughs> like everybody was like, "What? Like, bro, y'all got whooped?" You, I was like, "Bro, I don't care." Like, I watched Bruno. I got to see Bruno live. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, that was amazing. That's a true love for music, right? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, shortly after that, I would catch myself writing lyrics instead of doing the plays. I and mean, I used to sit like two seats down from Peyton, bro. Mm. Like, no, no BS. Like, right here, could reach out and touch him. It was uh, Ronnie Hillman, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and. And Peyton, yeah, and I used to be sitting there writing lyrics, 
and 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 in meetings, bro, and not paying attention <laughs> to like the plays. But I still knew plays, bro. I would get yeah. like ninety to ninety eight percent on my little test, my little game test and stuff, knowing the plays. Right. I knew all my checks, I knew the signals, everything. But I just couldn't like stop writing lyrics, bro. Yeah. And they weren't even the best lyrics or nothing. So it was like I really was in there wasting my time, but Right. You know? I just couldn't stop. That passion was a little stronger than Bro, it, it it got to the point where I was waking up every day regretting being there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to go do something else. So, wow. How did your teammates feel about you wanting to pursue that? Did they know? Yeah, they knew. A lot of people knew. Like, we would have talent shows, all that kind of stuff. I would have to sing every year. Normally, that's a rookie thing. Or um, I remember one year, Kubiak put up, I, I released uh, Rings or something like that. It was like an inspirational song. He put it up on the board, like, things that happened this week for the Broncos. Napalm released a song. Like you know what I'm saying? Like people knew it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, the the good thing about most of my teammates is a lot of them would come out and see shows, or they would hear the music, and they'd be like, "Yo, you really got talent." You know why are you here? Right. That used to be the question I would get. Like, bro, you're not starting. Let's yeah. be real. You're not making a million dollars like the rest of us. Like that, bro. Why are you here? Go pursue what you love. You know what I'm saying? We all support. So, um, once I started getting that on a consistent basis, it was kind of like, all right, I, I think I can go do this. So, damn. That's a real message right there. <laughs> On the topic of money, do you feel like um, football players should be making as much, if not Hell more, yeah. as... Hell yeah. I'm uh, back in my cup. Oh, yeah. 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 Hell yeah. <laughs> Especially with, like, the NBA. It looks like they're just making it rain right now. Bro, like, it's it's ridiculous. Dude got 200... Who was it? 200 million from Adidas or whatever he with. Nike, somebody, and then 200 million from your team, bro. Half of us would be lucky to see that off the field. Mm. Like, half of us. No, no bull. Like, half of us. That's collective right. be lucky to see 200 mil off the field you get what i'm saying so it, it's and our bodies bro like i wake up my homies be looking at me sometimes i'll be limping and they be like bro you ain't even like i wasn't no reckless like abandoned type player or nothing yeah. so they're like bro you was kind of safe and i'm like bro i still got aches and pains bro you know what i'm saying i was in the car wreck every day whether i was in practice or not yeah. or stopping and stopping like you ever ran as fast as me and had to stop on a dime? Like, it hurt joints, bro. So, uh, concussions, people forget. Like, I had a homie, shout out to my dude, Kyle. Kyle Williams, uh, we played in San Fran and here. And one day I get up and one of my homies was like, yo, Kyle just passed out and almost cracked the skull open. And he puts up pictures online, bro. He was walking down the steps and he said he just blacked out. And literally woke up next to a hole at the foot of his steps right next to the sharp edge corner of his steps. Damn. And he was like, bro, it's amazing. Like, two inches to the right, I probably would crack my skull open. Wow. All from passing out, concussion. So So what are some things that you think the NFL could do to make the game safer? I don't think there's anything you could do to make that game safer. Bro, it's a gladiator sport. Yeah. And, and, you know, we sit here and complain, but we know what we signed up for. Right. So at the end of the day, we know what it is. Just pay us more. Right. Okay. That's it. Pay us more. We deserve more. There's no guaranteed contracts in our stuff. You know what I'm saying? You got players like me who I had to claw. Like, people thought, you know, we all made a million dollars. You could look up our salaries. No, we had to fight and claw. Yeah. Like, it's people that I went to school with that was making more money than me, and I was playing on Sundays. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, just pay us more. It's worth more. So, we not only can we take care of ourselves, but our families. You know, a lot of times after we leave, bro, there's nothing left for our families. And we've spent 10 years right. being a gladiator. You know what I'm saying? So That's exactly what I was about to get at. It's just uh, I bring it up because I was at my son's game earlier today, yeah. matter of fact. And that's not, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's not really the route that I would want 
a child to take. I mean, football is fun, you know. Yeah. But if you don't really have a passion for the sport, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, eh. It is because what it is. I don't see, and you can correct me. I don't see the longevity career-wise in being a professional football. That's a stepping stone, bro. Because I know so many former football players that just be kicking it with us. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. Not you know what I'm saying? No, for real? No, <laughs> but, it's a real. But straight thing, up, bro. so it's like if you're not top tier making that super million dollars, bro, it's kind of like if what are you doing for real? You know, so bro, the average life expectancy of being in the NFL is three years. Mm. That's not even pension. You got to have three years and four games into your fourth year to get pension. you telling me I'm below average. Like, the yeah. odds are against you. Right. Why? Right. Why go do that? Why beat your body up? Go play, like, soccer or something. Yeah. Go play baseball. baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Tennis, swim, do something. Do something we ain't never done before. So, with that being said, you was like, you know what? I'm going to follow this music passion. Man, it was worth it to me. I felt like my love for music outweighed my love for football. And it started to show a lot. I couldn't, I'd be out on the field and couldn't do nothing. I was either listening to the songs that I was playing during practice, yeah. trying to write my own remix to it, <laughs> or not even focus on practice at all. So it definitely was time to walk away. And do you feel like a lot of the, the hard work and the work ethic that you picked up was able to, and able to transition that into music where you able to do Oh, that? definitely. Definitely, man. Just understanding teamwork, you know, in music, you definitely got to have a good team. And me, I was fortunate to play on some really good teams. You know, and they taught me the how to work, how to work with others, how to stand your ground on certain things, how to bend for certain things. Uh, and in this music game, you got to be able to take uh, constructive criticism. Right. You don't have to take the negative stuff, but um, you got to take the, the criticisms. And being coached for I don't know how many years, it, it's able for me to be talked to by people that's working with me and in the studio with me and doing shows and telling me, all right, you're doing this wrong or maybe you should write this or do that. So, it, it, But it took me a little time to get there, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I went from being a top dog to I'm in a music game and I'm a nobody. Mm-hmm. So, And I got to build it back up. So that, that messes with somebody's ego too. Yeah, and you've actually been able to get in some doors that you know a lot of artists haven't been able to, to get into. Oh, yeah. Uh, was Capital one of them? Can you talk yeah, about that? yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have a unique relationship with somebody at Capital. Okay. Um, shout out to my dude Azim, uh, uh, Azim Rashid, and um, he he's definitely um he he's been a person that's always looked out for my music. Um, he's one of those that's always told me it can get better. Um, but he's one that told me too, as well as he was the first person I called when I thought about leaving the NFL. Wow. And uh, one thing he told me, he was like, bro. It's a lot of luck in this game. You know what I'm saying? So if you're going to do it, I can't tell you not to chase your passion, but understand it's not just making good music no more. It's a lot of luck. And you just got to learn how to line up your your situations to when the luck hits, you're prepared for it. So um, definitely I went in. I played him some new music. He said he could tell that I've been sitting with music and studying, and he wanted to see where I kept progressing so um that's what became of that situation um and um now i'm starting to get the eyes i think a lot of people didn't take me serious a lot of people was like you know oh, it's just an athlete that wants to do it so i think now i have the eyes of okay maybe this dude does make music so let's hear him out versus just being like ah oh, you played in the league come on let me get some tickets let me hear you so right yeah. that brings up a good point so what do you think is the difference between you and other athletes that try to rap or try to sing or, you know, just try their hand in music? I left to do it. Mm-hmm. They still playing ball. If they didn't have ball, they wouldn't be doing music. Mm. I would be doing music whether I play ball or not. I, I grew up a musician. 
I played the drums since I was the age of four. Hey. I've been a church kid. I directed the choir. I've done all that. Yeah. I was in show choir in high school. I did everything. So, And I know it's other athletes who've done it. There are very talented athletes out there that have done it. Um, there's another guy, too. His name Josh Bush. He actually worked on both albums with me. Uh, but he, he left to do it. And he's writing for, I can't say who probably, but <laughs> he's, write, he's writing for people, producing for people. So um, I think the difference between people, cats like us, and people that are just out here just throwing stuff out is we actually really are passionate about the music. About studying, about making it, everything that has to do with music drives me. I wake up every morning and listen to something or try to make something every day, and it's not forced. You know, it just happens. And right. So uh, I think that's the difference. The difference definitely shows too, because man, I'd have been pissed if Kobe stopped playing basketball. And just <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though. Ass. For real though. And the yeah. song was alright. For no. real. <laughs> no, it was alright, bro. No, it was alright. Really took it. Well, Iverson. Yeah, I mean, but Iverson was they a, shut down Iverson, a rapper bro. at heart. Like, he was pretty much a rapper on the basketball court. <laughs> they, had, <laughs> so, they, had, they had to shut down Iverson, bro. They, 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 the world wasn't ready for the thug. Yeah, yeah. I would have bought that album. He was NBA Tupac. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> for real, though. For real, he was, man. Iverson was cool, though. I respect Iverson, bro. Cool. So um, let's talk about the behind the scenes. Yeah. The groupies. And <laughs> and in the, in, in the I don't have life. groupies, I have friends. You got friends. I have friends. So the difference between And wet places. The difference between the hot behind the scenes of the NFL and behind the scenes of the music industry. Man. You got a target on your back when you're hitting these clubs? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um I think I think the the difference between the NFL and the it's a it's a lot of wilder parties. Yeah. On on the music side, I'm not gonna lie. There's some wild things that go on at these parties um, that I probably shouldn't talk about too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I, it's no real big difference. Yeah. I think in the NFL, it's a lot more glitz and glamour as far as like the moment. Uh, but um, during the off season is is probably when we turn up the most in the NFL. Yeah. There is no off season in music. Like you just turn up every day. Night in, night out. So um, I think that's the biggest difference. The women are all the same. We all, I mean, for being on both sides, we all messing with the same women. So yeah. it's not like the women change or anything like that. Um, it's for everybody. For I mean, they really are. <laughs> they really are. And some of us for all of them too, so it don't even matter. I kind of always felt like NFL players and football players in general never really party as hard as NBA players. Boy. NBA players be in a club no, every no, I'm night. Tell, I'm like, tell you, y'all don't take y'all ass and go practice. That's why I I'm tell you, <laughs> I'm telling you, the difference is NFL players don't have that guaranteed money. So you got two of the big ballers that to take everybody out and it gets old after a while. Yeah. And then we, you know, we butt heads for a living. So it's we not always the easiest to deal with. Basketball players, their money is endless. So whether you a rookie or you 12th man on the bench, <laughs> y'all all bred it up. Y'all all in the club. Y'all all buying bottles and everybody cool. They just got this whole little thing. I I mean, the guy that's doing my management, um uh Mike Gomez. Like Gomez. Yeah. yeah. Uh JB. All you know, all them dudes is hoopers. They all six eight. So yeah. definitely hanging out with them showed me the different size um what hoopers do and what, what football players do. So um but yeah, basically. Has the uh, Illuminati approached you yet? <laughs> Man, no, you know what's funny, bro? All right, this ain't like, nothing. No, 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 no. <laughs> this ain't no funny like I got this weird you know people do weird stuff on social media. So I got like this weird Instagram DM and it was like this weird symbol, bro. And somebody was like, are you prepared to join the Illuminati? And I was like, 
uh, this might be funny. So I was like, let me play along with it. I was like, uh, what does this entail? What do you guys need from me? Right? Go back to show, like, you know, a couple of homies I was hanging with. And they was looking like, man, where is it at? And I'm looking, bro. It's gone. It's gone, bro. I was sitting there like laughing. I put they sent me a little message. I put so I was like, I don't think that was Illuminati, but somebody <laughs> played a good trick. They figured it out. So well, I'm gonna just tell everybody I was. Maybe well, they, they might do it through DM. That'd be no, too obvious. the fact that but you I feel just like ask that question means you probably got that offer too. <laughs> nah, I ain't got God that. God damn it, man. What Illuminati? No, nah, bro. I ain't got that. Nah, I'm ready. bro. Bro, he got like three. He got three artist names out here that's still living, bro. He he definitely got that call. I'm trying to tell you, he, he definitely got. Let me ask you if you got advice. I mean, but the Illuminati keep low key though. Illuminati ain't. Soon as soon as they, they keep contract, low key, you got here. They out here sliding in DMs. They doing podcasts. It's, not, it's nothing what you think it is. Bro. Like, hey, take podcast. Take life is dope with me. <laughs> right for real. No, that's we all dope. here and all shit. Illuminati, just know if y'all listening, she boy is ready, man. Like, Bradley, send that. me the application. We gotta kill. <laughs> I'm about it. We sacrifice somebody. Who we gotta kill? I, I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> I don't know right I now. said all that either, bro. I said, I said hey, application. No, but. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyways. So, yeah. It was gone out of your DMs. So no, you it was gone. gone. It was gone. No, I'm not I'm not down with the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, definitely not. Um, Do you believe that there are forces in the music industry, not like Illuminati, but yeah, of course. higher ups and like gatekeepers that kind of. Yeah, bro. You yeah. got to you gotta talk to the gatekeeper at some point. Yeah. I think it's gatekeepers on everything and, and any kind of industry. Um, so, um, I definitely think there are higher ups in the music industry that control a lot of things. Um, I've heard stories. Yeah. I've been in some rooms that I probably shouldn't have been in and heard things. Just so, in and walked in like, oh, oh man, like, no, no, for real. Like you, <laughs> you'll be amazed at actually doing the conversations you hear sometimes. Like yeah. if you write in the scene or you just so happen to know the right people, sometimes you just a fly on the wall and you just hear some things that you probably weren't supposed to hear. Mm-hmm. And, um, definitely there's some things out there. Yeah. Some things out there, man. So just stay clear, stay woke, stay woke. Do you think stay that there woke. is a spiritual power in music? Yes, of course. I mean, if you want to get biblical and things like that, like you know, you know, Lucifer, you know, he was the minister of music, you know. So, so um, I definitely think that there are spiritual aspects in our music especially nowadays look at the drugs look at what we're doing look at uh look at how music is is going uh but it does also has healing powers i know people that it saved lives it's, it's done a lot of things for people um but i do i do sometimes you feel it when you make music yeah, that's true sometimes you feel it it's like you can't explain it uh some songs that i've made i know it's gonna it's gonna piss my mom and dad off being the church going folk that they are but mm-hmm. Um, I think that there, it was a message intended in some of my music for the right people. So, and uh, the way that they take it is, is, I hope they receive it the same way that it came up and came out of me. Yeah, that's, that's true. There's some some things like lyrics and stuff that I've wrote down. I'm like, dang, where did I, bro? Where did I get that from? Yeah, I like, said something, man. I've said some things, and I was like, I said. That's how I feel when I rap about shooting people. Then I got <laughs> turn on some red hammer after that. Like, I'm sorry. No, for <laughs> real. For real, bro. You definitely, you definitely got to keep your yourself focused and centered, because it's easy to get lost. Yeah, easy to get lost, especially when you dive all the way in. Like I never knew some of the things. Being an athlete, once I really dove into the artistry, like I done dyed my hair, I done done headband, all this stuff. You said I look like a rock star. I just been living life. Yeah, and it, it's just a transition that happened. Um, but you definitely can get lost fast. It's definitely it's been a trying year for being away from football. So. 
Definitely quote that uh, Illuminati DM. Yeah. Are you prepared? Am and I prepared? What for I mean what? is, so right now you're kind of starting from ground zero. Yeah. In the music industry. Yep. Once you're all the way in the game, and it's mm-hmm. like you up there with like some of your influences and all yeah. that, and that life is really on you. Yeah. Are you ready for that? I'm cool with it. Yeah. yeah I think the good thing is it's like anybody that gets one thing one at, at one point in their life and then they lose it, and then they gain it back again. You ready? You better prepare for the second time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I went. I went early, bro. Like my my freshman year in college, I popped off biggest game of a freshman in the MAC, and then went off from there. Went downhill. Then I went to the league. Yeah. Popped off. Went to Super Bowls. Then you know fell out. Fell down. Was playing, starting, fell down. So now I think I'm better prepared for uh, once I do get up to that level, right. um, that I'll be able to kind of move and, and shake the right way. Um, I won't be sitting there kind of not – a lot of times I feel when you lose those things or you're not really prepared for that is when you don't expect it. I expect that to happen now. You know what I'm saying? And I expect all my homies to come with me. Right. So um, versus when I didn't expect to be in the league. I didn't, Man, if you'd have asked me, I don't know how long ago, like where I was going to be, I wouldn't have told you I was going to be in the NFL. I might have said NBA. That's why I could have hooped, bro. <laughs> I could hoop. I was just short. But – I never would have thought I would have been in the NFL, so I didn't expect that. And then when I got there, I didn't expect to make a team. Yeah. You know, I came in with Randy Moss, Ted Ginn, Crabtree, all these dudes. I was competing against them. Mm. Legends. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We in practice. Dude catch over somebody's head, we like Moss, and you looking, it's really Moss. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> you know, like, I, you don't expect that in life. Um, now, though, I expect this. I expect to make sure I pop. And um, and once I get there, you know, it'll be like I've been there before. Right. So. So musically, do you have any sort of, you know, boundaries or limits? Are there certain things that you just, you know, won't write about or make songs about? Or Not anymore. Not anymore. NFL stopped cutting the check, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know my agent going to be mad, but, hey. Uh, not anymore, man. I, I feel like I'm becoming more of a free-spirited person. Um because I don't feel those shackles of being politically correct all the time. Um, having kids look up to me and age and calling like, bro, you can't post that. You know, the kids, you got a kid's camp, like stuff like that. Like now it's like people got to accept me for me. Blonde hair, whatever I do, smoking weed, whatever it is, like you just got to accept me for me. Right. That's, so That's real because I feel like someone like Beyonce, it, it took her a minute to get to the level that she's at now. I think yeah. When she was in Destiny's Child, and even when she was, you know, doing the solo thing for the first few albums, she played it kind of safe. Yeah, you know, she wasn't really talking about Monica Lewinsky and nah. and over sexualizing her her music. So, yeah, so that's, so that's pretty interesting. Um, I think I think now too is more we live in a different time, total different time. Yeah. It's cool to be you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's uh, back in the day, people had to protect brands. Right. They had to do a lot of things. Now it seems like the more messed up stuff you do, the the better brand you are. <laughs> so, yeah, like good. for real, bro, yeah. it's some people getting punched in the face on on stage, getting knocked out, <laughs> and pop back up like, oh, their fans love it. Like, yeah, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. And then you do crazy stuff out in the media and blow up for it. So, it, it's, speaking of getting punched in the face on stage. <laughs> Have you ever, no. <laughs> How do you feel about the uh, Double XL freshman cipher? Have you checked it out yet? I haven't, bro. I don't. I don't really like any of the rappers. Okay. I was gonna ask you that next. It's I don't. Is my dude Shmino in there? Uh, nope. Was Shmino in there? I don't think he was. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. That's the only person I felt like should have been a freshman this year. Nah. 
I think I think Cardi B should have been a freshman this year. You think Cardi B? Yeah, that'd have been a good look. It'd have been a good look, but. And not everybody rocks with Cardi B, though. True. But so, with this new generation of music, yeah, and you coming into the game right now in this odd time in the, in the industry, yeah. how do you feel about just the overall vibe of the industry right Man, now? Man, music is lacking, and the industry is the industry. Yeah. So, I don't want to say too much. Right. <laughs> I feel <laughs> um, I feel, my bad. Uh, no, go ahead. No, I feel, I feel like... Uh, like people aren't taking time to make quality music no more. We just putting out quantity, and um, and it's become more about numbers and it's a popularity contest now. Uh, good music has a hard time surfacing more more now than ever before because it's whoever popular, whoever is popping right now, who's saying the the right ratchet things or the right. you know putting together the right cadence versus it being. An actual song with a message or an actual feeling, something that evokes feeling. So, um, we got a lot of weekend music now. Mm. Everybody living on the weekend, and we can only play it on the weekend. But during the weekday, we ain't got nothing to play. Right. That's so, um, definitely, definitely feel like that's what the state of music is, and I hope it come back, man. The feeling of music is starting to like change a little bit. Yeah. You're starting to get the groove back. You're starting to get the soul and the music and the producers. But I mean, and that's another thing. Producers run the game now. Right. I mean, you can throw any artist on producer stuff and it go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't throw any producer on an artist no more. Right. And that's that's sad. That's real. So, with that being said, do you feel like as an artist, it's more important for you to push the music or push yourself? Because I even fall into this sometimes. I might check out an artist because of their personality, because yeah. of their image. Like, I'm let me a, see what this cat is about. I'll be real. I think it's important to push myself. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, and just off base of what you just said, a lot of people will connect with me and my personal story and then fall in love with my music. Mm. And at the end of the day, all I really want is people to hear my music and fall in love with my music. Right. So however I have to do that, that's how I'm going to do it. Um, if that means me telling more of, about me and showing you more about me, about Nathan Palmer, who I am, my struggles, my triumphs, and you start to listen to my music, mm. then I'm going to do that. Um and then hopefully my music matches what my personality is. That's the problem though. Right. A lot of people's music don't really match their personality. So message. Not every. Was no, there ever a time where you wanted to just give up? Yeah, like two weeks ago. Mm. <laughs> 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 like two weeks no, um it's been a few times, bro. Um and like for me my biggest thing is like the music game, bro, you never know what can happen. There's like some I went from having a Certified schedule to everything is okay. On Tuesday we're gonna practice this time, and on Friday we're gonna travel here. Like, bro, just last week I was supposed to be going to LA, and then got a call, and everybody from LA was here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like I had already set up everything out there. I had some dates and all kinds. Of, oh my bad, I had some dates. I'd have gave stuff away. <laughs> so you had dates? I thought I was the only one. No, I had dates and everything. Um, a lot of stuff just set up for me to do in LA and get done in LA, and then it just switched like that. And then um, not only that, your music. You know what I'm saying? A lot of a lot of people can tell you. Uh, I had a girl walk up. We just did a show at Summer Hall, and a girl walked up after stage, and everybody, you know, giving me the pat on the back. Hey, man, you did a great job. She walked up, and was like, Yeah, I think your lyrics suck. <laughs> and I wanted to look at her like, Man, what the fuck are you talking to? You know <laughs> she listened to the lyrics. She listened to the lyrics. That's, that's but like to be able to can, to receive that though, it's kind of hard because yeah. you know in football, somebody tell you, you suck, you just like, All right, look. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to take your head off now. <laughs> but in, in music, it's, it's very different. And that type of stuff is like, yo, I, 
you want to reach everybody. And when you don't reach everybody and you're not used to hearing those kind of feedbacks and things about your music, it, it'll make you, it'll test you. It tests who you are. It's humbling. So, um, definitely. Um, and it's been hard. Booking shows, doing all that stuff without being in the NFL is very harder than being in the NFL. So, um, and getting people to see the true talent is very hard. And I've definitely thought about giving up a couple times and just going back and playing ball. Um, what keeps you going then? Looking at my homies. Um, and then just, I'm the type of person when I set my mind to something and I make a goal, I, I'll never want to, I'll never want to be a failure. I never want to be a, a person that uh, I gave up. So um, I told myself, you know, when I left football, it was no going back. I, I had a guy tell me, burn the bridge, uh, burn the boat, not the bridge, burn the boat. And uh, a lot of people take a boat to an island, and then they keep the boat there just in case they want to go back to the mainland. And uh, he said, when you go to that island, bro, you got to burn that boat and never look back. You got to thrive on that island. So I definitely want to burn my boat. It's a couple times I thought about rebuilding a new one, but, yeah. you know. Burn the boat. Burn the boat, man. That's real, man. So, I think, personally, just, you know, from the outside looking in, I follow a lot of upcoming artists and all that. Yeah. I've been rocking with you um, just from the outside. And it seems like you're starting to bubble slowly but surely. Like, yeah. I'm seeing you on more shows. Man. And name is starting to come up a little bit more, yeah. a little bit more. On the flip side, I know artists can fall into a spot where that happens and then that's just that. Yeah. But I know you have a solid management team behind you. Yep. That's I got, how I got important that is to people that's helping make things happen. Man, having a plan. When you got to sit there, you got to make the music, plan how the music going to go out, plan who's going to market it, plan who's going to do your PR, planning how you're going to get booked on shows, what shows to do, what market to be in. That's a lot for artists to be creative thinking about all of that so having a good management team that can just take all of that pressure off of you to tell you to just go be a creative makes a world of difference um and that's something i never had before so shout out to my guys and it's not only uh mike and uh you know there's carlos from being a management um it takes a team bro and and i'm used to i had agents you know, I had like I had the main guy I talked to, but it was like four of them that would talk to me. So I'm used to having that as a system. Yeah. So when I didn't have that first starting off, it was like, nah, I got I need more people because I can't just sit here and do what I want to do as an artist and be as great as I want to be thinking about all this other stuff. So right. definitely, a uh, team is everything, bro. If you don't have a team, you're dead in the water. And that's just real. You can make the best music at all, but if don't nobody know how to get it out there to people, what people to listen to it, um, and then how to market you and sell you better than you can sell yourself, then you're dead in the water. You're just making music for you and your homies. Yeah. And that's real. So as far as being a controversial person and (laughs) kind of stepping away from the, the NFL and not really having to worry about the branding in that aspect. Yeah. How do you feel about Kaepernick and how the industry is responding to him? That's my brother. You know, I played with him. That was actually my roommate. Oh, shit. Yeah, like, no, people don't know. Like, I used to sit on the couch and listen to him complain about being behind Alex Smith, bro. Mm. Like, that's how, you know, tight it was. Um, and people didn't know. He was out here in Vail for a long time, rehabbing. I, used to, I took homies up to meet him. That was yeah. like, bro, you really know this dude. Like, cool. Um, I think what he's doing is amazing. Um, first and foremost, because any person that has the guts to stand up for something for that long, mm-hmm. especially being a person who most people don't know, he's been adopted by a white family. Right. He's a mixed child. 
his mother and them left him when he was, you know, a kid. So he's been through things already. He's a strong dude, um, <clears throat> and it's more than meets the eye. But he's standing up for people that he don't even have to stand up for. Right, it's true. You know what I'm saying? He look he looks like a cholo with all his tattoos. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, he looks, you know, Persian. I've heard people call him. He's mixed. He's got a name called Kaepernick, mm. and he's adopted by a white family. He owns a tortoise and everything, bro. He's the least. He's the least from hood, bro. He's look. He's the least from hood or you know pro black or anything. But uh, he saw a purpose. And one thing I know about him is he's very stubborn. So he won't give up on something just because other people tell him to. He'll give up when he sees he's wrong. Right. And if he doesn't see he's wrong, more power to him. Um, and I and I, I applaud most of the people that have gotten behind him. I hate the NFL for what they're doing to him. They're blackballing him. He's an amazing player. Probably one of the better quarterbacks I've played with. Um, people can look at stats or whatever. He got the same stats as Cam Newton, so they can kill all that noise. Right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? Uh, <clears throat> for real. Um, and – you know, if you don't have a good quarterback coach or anything like that, you know, I can talk that talk now because I ain't playing for nobody. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you ain't got no good quarterback coach and no no people around you, bro, you can't thrive as a as a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? We've seen many people fall victim to that. It's just he had some off the field stuff that people didn't like, so they look for any little thing to be like, get him out of here. Yeah. Um, and I, I pray today that he gets back in so he can he can ball out and show people. You know, do you um, feel like it's even <clears throat> worth it for him to? I don't want to say like be with the NFL anymore, but at this point they kind of showed their true colors. Like, yo, yeah, we don't stand for this shit. They, they showed their true colors. I think it is. I think it it'll all come full circle if he can get back in and focus and play and mm. do and do great things in the NFL and show people that look, I stood for something. I went through my downfalls, but I never lost sight of my goals. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like um, if he doesn't go back, then what did you do it for, bro? You lost your life. Right. You know, something that you really love, standing up for something. And then we all know, bro, as a person who's played in the NFL and left, bro, the people that was with you in the NFL are not going to be there when you're gone. Right, right. So that's one thing I pray he never has to go through, but I know it's something he will go through, and then he'll sit there and question if what he did was the right thing. Yeah. And as a brother, we talk all the time. And as a brother, I hope you see this. I'm probably going to send it to him. But, yeah, send um, it to him, man. Yeah. I don't know. No, um, uh, uh, I stand. I stand with Colin. Shout out. Yeah. But um, hey, I stand with you too, Colin. Nah, I definitely. Deal with you, I definitely pray that things can be resolved in a um, in a timely manner um, and in a great fashion to where he doesn't lose sight of what he stood for, but people see his side and he sees other people's side. I've talked to him about it. Like, yo, you gotta see where everybody coming from too, bro. So um, definitely. So what does Nate Palmer stand for? Nathan Palmer stands for anything that's right and anything that's positive. Mm. Um, it, it's hard to do the right things in life. Um, I've been a victim of that. We all have. Um, and it's hard to be very positive. So anybody that's that's doing something that is right and correct, whether it it be telling the truth, the situations, or or backing off a of situation, being a bigger person, or or making great music, or not make, telling people they're making horrible music, whatever is right. I'm a, I'm a believer in that. Um, whether it hurts you or not, and being positive. I'm definitely, I'm on this whole new spiritual wave. Like, uh, I've talked to God. I've been I've been out in nature. I've done things. I've, I've experienced life a little bit more. Um, and I definitely like positive vibes, bro. I can't, I, it's funny, we was joking about the energy stuff with Diddy. Yeah. But, like, I've really been on that, bro. It's like, real. I tell my homies in a minute, like, bro, we, I don't, mm, I'm not digging the energy today, bro. Yeah. Like, we got to switch it up. Like, and that was before we saw that. Yeah. So, um, I'm definitely on that, bro. Positive vibes only. I can't deal with no negative stuff. It makes me a negative person and a person I'm not. I 
so more about the music. So recently you dropped a project called Winter Vibes. Yeah. What was the uh, the influence behind that? My girl left me, bro. <laughs> Dang, man. Yeah, yeah, man. My girl left me, man. And for the right reasons. You know, now looking back, it was it was warranted, you know. Um, but, you know, I think I, t- I tried to tell a story. Um, and Winter Vibes was basically the, the cuffing season I spent alone. Um, and that's basically, um, as men, we feel good right about now when the sun's shining, we see other women, we see skin. It don't really hit you when your girl leave you until you, like, at Thanksgiving with, like, just, like, your homies and your family and, like, everybody got girls and, like, everybody like, Nate, when you going to bring somebody home again, you know, type thing. And then you be like, dang, I'm by myself. And then Christmas come around and you used to buying gifts and doing all these things and... Like, now you sitting here like, hey, I got Merry Christmas, time. hoping yeah. she texts you back. Yeah, for real. Like. Right. <laughs> so, um, and, and, like, last last winter, bro, I really spent it by myself. Mm. Like, my roommate, like, I had roommates, I had people around, but everybody went and did their own thing. And I was so used to being a part of that thing because I was an item with somebody. Right. And literally, I felt awkward. So, I literally cooked myself Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner, bro, by myself. In Denver, so at, like an album. and after that, I was like, all right, I just gotta write this out and yeah. put it in. Now so kind of see where that song "Cold Motherfucker" came from, bro. It really was like I really, bro. I really wrote that just off the strength of I was like, yo, it's turning me cold. Like I, I started to not feel nothing. Right. Like people would be like, yo, happy New Year, and I'm like, is it really happy? Mm. Cool. All right, whatever. Like, Let's get drunk. What's wrong with this nigga? You like, know what I'm saying? And it really became that. It really became that, bro. It really became that. I was like that. You can ask Gomez, everybody, bro. They was like, bro, you kind of, you know, you going through it, bro. Like, you you need us to talk to you. What's good? I just, I didn't feel. And I didn't care about other people feeling. So, um, I was hurt, you know. Um, But, yeah, winter vibes. So you got a new project, Summer Vibes. Summer Vibes, baby. Tell me different. So that means we smiling, we feel good. You on, you on something now? Something, hey, um, something warming your heart up? Definitely. Uh, it might be, you know, might be a couple things. Might be a couple teams, you know. Yeah. A couple teams, you know. No, um, Summer Vibes is definitely totally different, bro. I just want to be free. Like one of the first lines I say in my um and starting the album off is, uh, you know, uh, here we go again. Winter's over. You know, no more drunken love. It's time to be sober. Roll another. I'm feeling freer than I've ever been. Bars. You know what I'm saying? And it's not really bars, but yeah, it's just what I did. There's some bars. There's some bars in there, but you know, I I I've depended on a lot of other people's uh, the way other people treated me to be happy, and I started. I finally figured out like it's really just about me. I just got to change the way I live, the way I think about things, the way I perceive things, and chase my own happiness. And then you can't make anybody else happy if you're not happy. So I want to spend the summer being happy. And and I went out and I I just live life. And that's where the rock star and all this stuff came from. Um, And summer vibes is definitely totally different. It's it's basically a story. I tell a whole story, like the first day of summer. Um, And... Uh, from front to back, it, it, it's a great experience. I feel like, and I feel like the music feels better. Mm. So uh, I feel, I feel when I'm on stage, I get chills every time I perform it. So is there a release date for it yet? Yeah, <laughs> July 21st, actually, this Friday. So hey, July 21st. Yeah, so this, 21st, right? So this yeah. album is out. Go get that right yeah, now. Go get the album real. now. Yeah, <laughs> it's the album's out right now. It's out now. <laughs> it's out now. No, um, yeah, it's out now. Go get it. Go pick it up. Everywhere. iTunes, Spotify. 
I'm inspired, bro. You put out a good energy right now. I appreciate it, bro. I, you know, I was hoping I brought the right energy, and ain't nobody had to tell me to change. And I'm glad you spoke on that, man, because like sometimes I be feeling corny. You the energy yeah. guy? You one of those? John MC in the back, the energy guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I be feeling corny sometimes because I try to preach that to people all the time, man. Like it's real. Mentally, just personally, like mentally, when I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna try just being positive all the time, man. Even when I'm down, it's just like you know what? Let me find something good about today or just something good, and then like. It really works, you know what I mean? Like, everything really you start do, to bro. involve yourself in, it starts to flourish. And, like, people see around you, yeah. like, yo, this dude's winning because he's being positive. And it's also the law of attraction, too, bro. Yeah. Like, I feel like your vibes attract the same vibe. Yeah. If you got negativity, if you're giving off that, I feel like you're going to get that back. Like, when I was super negative and I was, like, angry all the time, that's all I got. Yeah. I got bad, bad, bad. And, like, now... You know, I've switched the vibes of everything, and now it's like everything is kind of falling in place for me. Right. And I feel like when you give off those good vibes, it's going to come back to you. Definitely. Um, so, definitely, I'm a firm believer in that, bro. It's not corny at all. Yeah. Like, people, it's corny to people that don't understand it. Right. So, that's let them not understand it's not for them to understand. And that's what I'm getting better at. It's like, yo, who cares what you feel about this or how you feel? Like, yeah. this is what I understand. This is what I know. It's working so, for me. It's working for me. Right. So, yeah. Definitely. So, what's your favorite joint off of Summer Vibes right now? Do you have a favorite? Ooh, my favorite? Free Spirits. Free Spirits, man. Free Spirits is probably it's a tie between that and uh, Fall. What's the inspiration behind Free Spirits? Free Spirits was really, um, I, re- I rewrote it three times, but it just felt good. It's just straight guitar, alternative. It sounded like rock, mm-hmm. country at first. Uh, but it was about um, sharing a moment with a, with a woman. And basically, both of you know that it probably won't go anywhere further than that. Right. Uh, to be put it, you know, mm-hmm. nicely. Y'all but uh, basically, yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> um, but it, it basically was about enjoying the moment. Like most, uh, the way we live today, we don't never really enjoy moments because we're too worried about what's going to happen down the line right. instead of just living in that moment. So I basically wrote about being a free spirit with a woman. Like, we, we went out to a party. We experienced it. We had a great time. And we didn't really care about, okay, what's going to happen tonight? Yeah. Am I going to smash tonight? We going to smash tonight? Or what's going to happen later on down? Are we going to still be talking? Are you going to call me in the morning? Is this even really your phone number? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, um, it, it really was a great time. And for me, Wanting to be happy, I didn't want to be around no woman that made me think about those things or made me wonder if she's thinking about those things. I just wanted a woman to be like, yo, we drinking, we having fun. Your homeboy's over there, my homegirl's over here, we all having fun. And I want to be a free spirit in that moment. So, um, And it meant a lot to me because yeah. like, at that day, I felt like that was a transition in my life like where I really found, began to find Nate, who Nathan Palmer is. Mm. Um, and so that the day I wrote that song, it definitely, I really sat in the corner of a party. And we recorded it while the party was going on. You can't hear it on the final record, but if I release it without the mixing, you can hear people in the background and everything. Right. So, And this album is really funny, really creative. Um, I recorded the whole thing in my house, mm. in my apartment. So uh, it got mixed in a bigger studio, but I recorded the whole thing because I wanted to capture, whenever we recorded, I wanted to capture the essence of what was going on around me. Right. Just to add to the feeling. So some some stuff you're going to hear is like a song on their first trip with Doobie. You're going to hear our homegirls and stuff talking in the background while we're making the song. Yeah. And I kept it. Like we got it remixed and sliced up and everything, and we was you know we was high. Yeah. So of course it's gonna be some timing off and everything, but I felt like the the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. Every time I let people hear it, it took them away too. So I just had to keep it. 
keep it authentic. Now yeah. I heard um I heard Pretty Little Stoner. I thought that yeah. was really dope. Yeah. What was kind of the, the influence behind that? Um really I I really just wrote about what happened that day. Uh, it was a girl that I knew. She was like, she's a real pretty girl. She was ashamed of being a stoner. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, we live here in Denver. Yeah. This is the home of, you know, the cannabis yeah. and everything and we're the marijuana. Legal. Yeah, where it's legal. <laughs> so I told her, I was like, yo, you, you're a very beautiful woman. Um, you don't have to be ashamed that you do that. Like, now it's kind of being, it's not taboo anymore. You know what I'm saying? So um, I really wrote the song about her. Uh, going to meet with her, she called me. She was like, yo, I want to hang out. Um, I can't believe, you know, you actually going to be on your way. Um, so and I really just put it in a song and put it in words. And then Ryan Allen, uh, shout out to King Rider first. Yes, sir. Um, oh, he heard it, and I couldn't hear nobody else on it. I literally was like, yo, bro, I, I want to feature. We He does most of my engineering, yeah. and he's a dope artist himself. Yeah. So I was like, bro, it only makes sense, bro. Like, I'm not going to let anybody else even send this record out like it's yours and he sent it back probably within a couple of days and it was perfect bro i felt like it was perfect it's what i wanted to embody for the record so i'm excited to check it out bro it's dope ryan it's dope, come man. down here too we're gonna have to have to uh, yeah man y'all definitely gotta get him get all ryan man ryan shout got out the, to ryan Rick got the Juice. craziest story man i know yeah. ryan got a story oh bro i grew up with ryan man for we got, real so i'm gonna keep calling you rick jules man man okay. ricky j <laughs> rick <laughs> Bro, Damn. bro, we ain't gonna do that to you, brother. Just All come right, down, bro. Right. Get you out there, bro. Like Ryan, that. Ryan is the only person I know besides you, bro, that actually got like three artists that like actually names that you can't tell. There's yeah, three different Ryan, people. Yo, Ryan beat me with with the names. He got he, he got, got, you, he got, got more names. Than I was like, you. we can't even put bro out there. We just <laughs> but man, unveiling the mask right now. But I don't know nah, for real, bro. He, he's super dope, man. And um, he he actually was the one that coined the rock and B term. So, um, shout out to him. Because he was like, bro, you you dressing like a rock star. You living like it. Bro, you might as well do rock and B. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I literally was like, oh, that's funny. I made a song like this. Yeah. And he was like, oh, bro, it's meant. So, shout out to rock. That's the wave right there. So, I got a final question for you, brother. Yeah. One piece of advice, knowledge, jewel that you would leave with the world. What would that be? Be you. Not too many people being themselves nowadays. Yeah. Be you. Straight like that. So maybe, Straight like that. Maybe we could be the people who aren't being themselves because since they're not being themselves, <laughs> that means there's a person <laughs> available for them to be. There's a person available for them to be. There's definitely a person available for them to be. Nah, just be yourself, man. And unapolog- be unapologetic for it. I feel like we a lot of people just scared to be themselves. Be yourself. Straight up. I'm be me. Yourself. What you see is what you get. Uh, how, how do people get in contact with you? Uh, all my social media at Real Napalm. Um, my phone number is uh, not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, if you slide in DMs, you might be able to get it. Um, he loves the Illuminati question, ladies. Yeah, uh, if you if you slide in there pretending to be the Illuminati, I might ignore you the second time. So don't <laughs> don't take that approach. No, nah, um, free spirits only. Free spirits only. Yes, free spirits only. Hey. Hey. I, love I think it. we just named the title of this no, episode. For real. <laughs> Free spirits only, baby. That's how that happens. Yes, man. I, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to make that a, a shirt, bro. That's definitely got to be a shirt. I know a guy shirt. that could design it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, man, we appreciate you for coming nah, through, man. Definitely. Napalm and Napalm. Let's make some noise, y'all. Hey. Uh, Life is Old Podcast. I'm the man Graffiti. I'm Davey. Skirt. Skirt.
This is a Sprite. And it tastes exactly like it sounds. That first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue. Followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart. Sprite. Thirst for yours. This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso.